Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. We provide content to help men become the men they want to be. My name's Brent, and I am the Fallible Man. On today's show, we're going to talk about five ways that you can help your kids be more successful in the upcoming crazy school year. Stick around all the way to the end, and I'll share a tip with you on how to give your kids a leg up on life in general. This is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Here is your host, the Fallible Man, Brent Dowling. My name is Brent, and I am the Fallible Man, and I thank you for taking the time to spend a little bit of time with me today, guys. Today, we're going to talk about five ways in which you can help your kids be more successful with this crazy school year that's going on right now, or just getting started, depending on where you live. Now, dads, you are incredibly, incredibly important this year, especially of all years. Now is the time to be involved with your child's education. 2020 is an insane year, and we know it. And by the time this episode airs, we will be well into the school year, so I apologize for that. Maybe I should move this to number two. Who knows? But, guys, you are incredibly important right now, and you being involved in your kid's education is more important than ever. Now, regardless of how you feel personally or politically about the insanity of this year's schooling is irrelevant. It's, it's a moot point at this point, so we're not going to spend any time on it, guys. We all have our feelings about it, and it, it doesn't matter. It is what it is, and what's important now is that our kids get the very best education they can possibly get. You can help your kids be more successful this year by being more involved. Now. I'm really blessed in the fact that my wife works from home, and so she's already home. She had to take a cut in client hours that she was doing. She's a bookkeeper, and she had to roll back some of the hours she was putting in uh, when our kids had to come home from school because of the coronavirus, but she does work from home, so we were very blessed. I didn't have to take time off work for that. Um, I was lucky in the fact that I have what they consider to be a essential job in the computer industry. I think all jobs are essential, so I thought that was a really stupid title for it. They even made me carry papers around in case the police stopped me, because apparently we live in a police state these days. Um, I'm grateful to our local police who have not acted that way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just been insane, right? And that was the end of the last school year. Well, guess what? Now it's a new school year. And if you haven't already started school, you're about to start school like we are. I know at the district my sister teaches in, in the Midwest, they already started school. Our schooling doesn't start until after the September holiday, Labor Day, Memorial Day, whichever one that is. I always mix up those two. Sorry about that if that offends you, but I always mix up those two. So our school will start right after that, and we are getting ready for the school year. And hopefully you are too, or you're just starting out. You can help your kids be successful with all this chaos, whether you have one of these insane schedules I've seen where they're on on at school two days and from home three days are going every other day or like our school district is 100% at home distant learning at the start of the year at least. It's insane. It is far different than anything we've ever had to deal with unless you're a homeschool parent. 
and you're used to this already. And right now you're probably getting a good chuckle, all the rest of us. Although I really doubt you're the kind of person who takes pain, pleasure in the pain of others if you're watching this or listening to this podcast. If you are, get your head checked. It's not funny to make fun of other people and their pain. But for all you uh, wonderful homeschool parents, be sure to help out all the parents who are not used to this. They could use some help right now, and we could all use the encouragement. But today I want to talk about how you can help your kid be more successful. Like I said, I, I think all parents should be involved in their kid's education. Okay, I've got two girls who are school age. They're young still, so they're really starting out. Um, I've got one who's a third grader this year, one who's a first grader. And maybe that's easy. You're saying, ah, oh, that's easy for you. Your kids are young. It's easy to be involved. It's always easy to be involved, and it's always the right thing to be involved. I know it takes time, but your kids are worth the time and effort. So, without further ado, here are five ways that you can be more successful, or I should say, help your kids be more successful in this up-and-coming school year. And if you missed this or you just hate the audio, head over to www.thefallibleman.com and go to my blog, and I did an entire article on this. You can find it on Pinterest or directly on my blog site. I think I even have it linked on Facebook if you want the written format. So, it's an insane year, and the most important thing you can do starting out is tame the beast, okay? You need to take the insanity out of the year. So, I don't want you to sit idly by. I want you to make a schedule. Kids thrive on schedule. Now, this is contrary to a lot of parents who let their kids run amok, 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 amok. What movie was that from? Comment below if you know what movie that was from. Put it in the comments. I, I can't remember. I think it was Hocus Pocus. Now I'm dating myself. All right. If you remember what it was, let me know in the comments below. Tell me if I'm right or not. But kids thrive on a schedule. They don't think they thrive on a schedule, and they don't want you to think they thrive in a schedule, but kids thrive in a schedule. So, first thing you can do to help your kid be more successful this year is build a schedule. At the end of the school year last year, when they sent everybody home for the coronavirus, my wife was all over it. The first two weeks actually went by beautifully because they said, hey, your kids are staying home. And my wife immediately created a schedule and implemented our own school schedule, just like the girls hadn't ever actually left school. It was amazing. My wife did awesome. I was just so blown away by how on it she was. She created a schedule that was very similar to what they were used to. She scheduled in, you know, get up at this time, make your bed, get ready for the day, eat breakfast, and then she scheduled in hours. You know, from this time to this time, we're doing this subject. From this time to this time, we're doing this subject, and so on and so forth. She created an entire schedule, including playtimes, lunchtime, which schedules they were studying, what subjects they were doing when. It actually got more complicated when the school managed to get its feet back under it and the school started imposing 
their own outline of how things were going to go. The school, for the most part, the schools did what they could, but they were caught unaware and unprepared, and all the schools were into something they had never dealt with before. So it was a scramble to come up with a solution that made sense for everybody, which, if you know anything about planning, if you come up with a schedule to make sure they cover everybody and to accommodate everybody, then you know exactly that does not work. So we had this chaotic ping-pong schedule that was maddening for any adult involved with it. My kids were having conferences like classes and classroom meetings at 5 o'clock at night. We're trying to put dinner on the table and my oldest is trying to go to school for 30 minutes on check-in with her teacher and the rest of her classmates. The school said that this was because this is the most effective time to get the most students online with their classmates. However, their argument was that was when there would be adults home to help the kids with their needs technologically and get them online. My question was, who's watching those kids who can't use a computer during the day? Why I had my kid, one of them meeting her specialist at 1 o'clock, one online at 2 o'clock, one online at 5 o'clock, one online sometimes at 8 a.m. It was all over the place. My kids actually struggled more as the school actually started helping more. I don't blame the teachers. It was the school system trying to find what worked. In that time period, we went through like four different pieces of software for meeting software, for handing out assignments, for turning in assignments, and for video conferencing. They kept changing because they were trying to find what worked, and all it did was confuse all the parents and all the kids. My phone was going off six times a day with text messages updating me about what was happening. I actually had to start silencing my cell phone at work because it was going off so often, and I usually don't have to do that. The first two weeks were magical, though. So the best thing you can do is take all the craziness out of it. Okay, Dad? Sit down with your wife or whoever is helping you with schooling at home this year and make a schedule for your kids. Don't let them sleep in past when they would normally sleep in. Don't let them linger in pajamas. Please don't be one of those parents who lets their kids attend video conferences in pajamas, and you should not be doing so either. My goodness, what is happening at Walmart and other stores that people are going out in their pajamas and think it's perfectly okay. One of our neighbor's kids keeps showing up in my house in stinking pajamas to have play days with my kids, and he's like, put on real clothes. Go home, put on real clothes. Um, don't be that parent, okay? Get your kid up, put them on a schedule, get them fed, get them in real clothes. They will think better. You have to separate their brain from the fact that they are at home to at a school. So to help them be more successful, have a bedtime, have a get-up time. Set a normal schedule like everything is just normal. I know it's not. This is a year that is not normal. If it 
anything is anything but normal. Okay? That doesn't matter. Your job is to make normal normal again. Set a schedule for your kids. Adhere to it no matter what. They will do better, I promise you. They will be more successful because they will learn that this is when they are at school and when they are at home and to separate the two. If you're one of these people who had never worked from home before and had to work from home all of a sudden, you know exactly what I'm talking about because this is a very common problem with people who have never worked at home before who work from home for the first time. They start attending meetings in their pajamas because they're at home. They start being lazy. It starts to blur together. These are the kind of people who end up getting fired or getting recalled to the offices because they aren't productive anymore. Don't be that parent. And don't be, let your kid be that kid because that's what's going to happen with a lot of these kids. As the line between school and home and life in general blurs, you need to create separation. Okay? People need boxes, little separation. Oops, shouldn't hit my mic. People need boxes and little separation to keep their brains working the right way. Otherwise, you are just screwing yourself. And your kids. Don't do that. Be better than that. Next, children need a dedicated space. This is a great follow up for number two or for number one because kids need a dedicated space. It goes back to the whole idea of separation and boxes. Create a dedicated space in your house. And I know if you're like me, you have no room. You have no extra room. Creating a dedicated space for them to learn is important. For the same reason putting them on a schedule is important. As the lines blur, it's going to be more and more and more difficult to keep them on task and in focus because their two worlds are melding together like never before. And they need that mental separation and emotional separation between I'm at school and I'm home. And if you're not giving that to them, then you're dooming them to fail from the start. Create a separation. A, start with a schedule. B, create a dedicated space. If you need to put up dividers, do it the way we did as kids. Okay? Get a cardboard box, bend it in a trifold. And make their own little space. I saw the cutest thing on Pinterest the other day. And this woman had taken and created a trifold cardboard and decorated it and made it pretty and put her daughter's name with so-and-so's office and put a little pocket for her utensils and stuff like that. Place for her pens and pencils. And she made her daughter's little office space. If you need to go to that extreme, go to that extreme. At my house, we have a little kids' table. It's slightly adjustable height for my kids. And it sits in front of their books with their computers on it. And that is where they do schooling. An adult can pull up to the side of that table on another chair and work with both children. But they both have their dedicated little laptops. And that is where they do school. Make a dedicated space. Separate that out. The same way you need some distance between where you work and when you're at home. I got to work from home for a while, not with this, but I had a job where I worked from home. And 
I went into my office slash library, and that is where I work. And when I was at work, I was at work. I got up from my desk, I went to the bathroom, I went and got a cup of coffee just like I was at work. But I was at work from, you know, 6 a.m. till 3, I was at work. Over and over again. For me, I just didn't separate it. I was in the office, I was in the office, I closed the door. I was home, I was home, I stayed out of the office. You need the same thing to be successful whether you're the adult working from home or whether you're your kid are taking care of your kids, creating that dedicated space for them to learn. Kids need a separation in their head, guys. I cannot stress enough how important it is. Put them on a schedule. Stick to that schedule day in, day out. Have a dedicated learning space just for them. So that way there is no question that when they are there, they are at school. All right, so that's number two. We're going to take a break for our sponsor. Be right back. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right, it's us. Head over to www.TheFallibleMan.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at TheFallibleMan or at FallibleMan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our Attitude Swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, that's www.thefallibleman.com. Make sure that your kids, tip number three, make sure that your kids have physical playtime. I am not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend I'm a doctor or some brain surgeon or somebody intelligent. You're listening to a complete idiot, and I know it. Okay? There is ridiculous amounts of scientific evidence that supports physical play increases your brain's activity. Not coffee, unfortunately, but physical play increases your child's brain activity. As you get into the school year and figure out what the school, if you're working with the school or if you're homeschooling or however you're doing it, make your schedule to accommodate their schedule for schooling. But make sure your kids get outside playtime. They need physical play. They're not going to have PE this year, which is a joke these days. They're not going to have the gym session if they're in upper school levels. They're not going to have that teacher telling them and making them do things. You need to do it. They need to have physical playtime. Physical playtime releases endorphins. Makes you feel better. All of you gym rats know it. All of you people who like to go walk on the treadmills know it. Physical activity increases endorphins. It increases blood flow and makes your brain function better. So make sure your kids get adequate physical activity every single day, guys. Xbox does not count. I uh, took a break earlier today. I walked through the living room and my kids were doing kids yoga. On my Xbox. I didn't even know I had kids yoga on my Xbox. But apparently I do. My kids are still young enough. They don't get to play with my Xbox. I don't have kids games. Unfortunately Xbox One doesn't have a whole lot of. Little kid friendly games. But. They were doing kid yoga. Cool. It's something physical. Um, I actually have some of my favorite yoga. Instructors. Taped so. 
we already have regular yoga, but this is like more kid friendly and he's got all kinds of upbeat weird music and I was laughing, he's like, Weren't you guys just outside playing just a few minutes ago? And you're in here doing kids yoga. Oh to be young again, right? To think that going from playing outside to doing more exercise inside is lots of fun. I wish. I, I wish I still felt that way, right? So make sure your kids get physical time. Hey, incorporate your own PE class. Do some PT, do some yoga, whatever you want to do with your kids. I do yoga with my kids every now and then. I also go outside and we do push-ups and pull-ups and jumping jacks and flutter kicks and air squats and all kinds of stuff. My kids have sandbags and tires. I do obstacle course events. And so they get out and do workouts with me. We flip tires and we carry sandbags and do burpees and all kinds of good things. So get your kids physical. Their brain will work better and they will get better grades and it will help keep them focused this year. Tip number four, organize your home field trips. Did I boom that through the mic too much? Organize your own field trips. Is that better? Sorry, guys. I entertain myself on my microphone sometimes. Organize your own field trips, guys. Get out of the school that is your house. Everybody is struggling with cabin fever right now. We've all been trapped inside. We've all been told to stay home. We've all been told that we need to be in our houses and not go anywhere we don't supposed to go or not. Well, yeah. So, fully on that. I'm not saying break social distancing or whatever the nonsense is right now. I'm saying do your own field trips. Today's Wednesday. On Tuesdays, I generally take my kids fishing or we go hiking. So yesterday we hiked four and a half miles. To my kids' credit, I had no idea it was going to be a four and a half mile trip when we went hiking. I I didn't realize it was that far. So big props to my six-year-old. I only had to carry her about half a mile. Um, And my eight-year-old fought through like a champ even though she was exhausted. Go hike with your family. Go fish. My wife and I have been taking our kids hiking at least once a week to go do something. We've been taking them to places where there's some historical significance as possible or something we can talk about outside. Yesterday, we were identifying deer tracks and different kinds of scat. I know, all y'all think that's gross if you're not an outdoorsman. We were looking at waterfalls and checking out lakes that have been carved into the side of the hills by glaciers eons ago or whatever history says at this point. We were also talking about how to find water when you're out in the desert and stuff like that. Survival tips. Guys, organize your own field trips. Go to a local fish hatchery. Go to a local farm. We live in an area with lots of farms and orchards, and so we go there. My wife took my kids to the Lilac Farm, a beautiful place close to I-90 in the uh, Gorge Amphitheater. Absolutely beautiful, just rows and rows. Not lilac, sorry, lavender farm. I'm in trouble for that one. It was amazing. The kids had a great time, and they got to see beautiful things growing. Go do something. Take them out of the house. Get them physical, and go have your own field trip. Teach them something. You know something. I don't know what you know. I don't know what I know, but I don't know what you know, okay? You have things to offer your children other than what they learn at school. So, teach your kids something. Take them on a field trip that you can tell them something about and experience with them. Number five. Be prepared, guys. 
you're going to get frustrated. They're going to get frustrated. Your spouse is going to get frustrated. Everybody's going to be frustrated. Everybody's going to be a little bit pissy. Everybody has cabin fever. Take a breath. Give you guys some, give yourself, give your family, give everybody some grace. If you're not familiar with grace, look it up. Give you guys some grace because everybody is going to get frustrated. We've all been locked down or whatever this nonsense is for months. The kids had cabin fever going into the summer. Guess what? They have cabin fever still. You and your wife probably have cabin fever. You and your whatever, your significant whoever probably has cabin fever. And if you have kids, they're going to get frustrated with this online learning. They like to go to school. They like their normal. And this is not normal. So don't accept the new norm. It's trash. It's not real. We will get back to real life eventually, but understand, you're going to get frustrated and so are they, and it's going to be horrible, guys. Sound off in the comments below. Who's frustrated already? Show of hands should be everybody. Give yourself some grace and give them some grace. Understand they are frustrated. They want to see their friends. They want to go back to normal life, and this is not going to make it any easier. So, everybody's going to get frustrated. Adjust, give yourself some grace, buy yourself some grace by actually being active with them. Now, you're still with me. You're a teacher, whether you know it or not. COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call this nonsense, you're a teacher, whether you know it or not. And guess what? Now, you've got to step up to the plate. So, let me give you this final tip if you're still with me, because I appreciate the fact that you're still with me. Since you are a teacher now, teach your kids things they're not going to learn in school. Teach your kids about finances. Teach your kids how to build a resume. Teach your kids about business. Teach them things the school system is never going to teach them. I have started both my kids on my own program to teach them about finances. My kids get paid. It's the only thing they get paid for. They don't get paid for chores or anything else. My kids get one book a month that I pick out for them. I pay for it, but I approve it. My kids have to read the book and write me a book report about what they learned. They get $10 to read a book. Now, we're talking about an 8-year-old and a 6-year-old. So I am finding, and they are out there, they exist. I am finding kids' books that teach them about finances, that teach them about business, entrepreneurship how taxes work. My eight-year-old can tell you why taxes suck and how imports and exports work and the idea of, you know, sale and demand, okay? My kids are making business plans already. Teach your kids something that will give them a leg up for the rest of their lives. Teach them about finances. My kids have a stock portfolio already from their own piggy banks. Teach them things. And if you don't know that stuff, learn so you can teach them. Help them learn things they will never learn in school that actually matter. If you're an adult who pays taxes and has a job, you understand how all this works and how bad it sucks to not know. How many things do you wish you had known when you first started working? Teach your kids those things. Your kids will do better than anybody else around them. It is amazing. My kids are into it. They're loving it. 
you've got to carefully choose the books, make sure that they can understand them. I picked one that was a little over her head at one point, and so we had to go through it with an adult with her instead of her just reading it to help her understand the whole thing. And she understood it all. It just had some big words she wasn't ready for. So teach your kid about finances. Teach them about business. Teach them things they're not going to learn in school and make it fun. I pay my kids $10 a book. Out of that $10, they get six. They have to invest three and save one and donate one. So teach your kids something they're not going to learn in school, something that will help them grow for the rest of their lives. You are a teacher now. and Dad, you are important to your kids' education this year. Recap, it's going to be a crazy year. So build a schedule. Build a dedicated space for them to learn to help them be successful. Make sure they get physical playtime because they need that for their brains to work right. Organize your own field trip. Get out of the cabin fever and understand everybody is going to be a little crazy this year. Understand everybody's going to get frustrated and have a little grace with yourselves and everybody else. Guys, this has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things men, husband, father. Be sure to subscribe and follow us everywhere you want to be. And remember, be better tomorrow because of what you do today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.